Good. So the last stuff of uh, of this wonderful parrot, Mochim Shinahagu, which is also the uh, end of the first section of the Masechta, called Pesach Rishon. Um, after this, we've got a about forty daf of dealing with Korban Pesach with Kodshim. Uh, but this was the the section that dealt with the day before Pesach, with the Isra of Chometz, with uh, various things around around yeah. Pesach itself. <coughs> And the last daf has a has a theme to it, as as the dafim often have that the daf actually has a theme. The theme of this last daf, daf nun zayin, is abuse of power. Uh, and the and the Gemara brings lots of examples, starting off with the fact that <coughs> the the skins of the korbanos that are kodesh kadoshim, that's the korban oila, the korban chatos, the korban oshom. Um, the, the skins of those korban used to, korbanos used to belong to the kohanim, and they used to distribute them at the end of the day to that particular shift of kohanim. And then the Gemara says that we hayu There were bullies. There were strong kohanim who used to force their way and and take an unfair portion of the of the skins. And then the yiskinushim They decided to do it once a week to the whole. A mishmer of that week, so there were many more kohanim. It was done in a more organized way, and the bullies couldn't push their way forward. Uh, but even then, the gedolei kahuna, there was kohanim who were very influential, very had tenure and stature, and nobody wanted to get in their way. So although they weren't physical bullies, they used their stature to uh, influence, and they took an unfair portion of the of the skins, which were very valuable for the kohanim. Then we have various cases of Kanim Gedolim who used to be uh, practice nepotism and they, and they used to use their influence in all sorts of in all sorts of ways. Um, and then we have the famous story of the the Baskal that used to say that that, that came and and in the Beis in the Mishkan and said Sumi Kan Eli, the the sons of Eli should get out of here. We don't want the sons of Eli here. Shitimu Heichal Hashem. They've defiled the the Mishkan of Hashem. What's the defiled? Rashi brings the posuk in Shmuel Asher Yishkevun Es Hanoshim that they used to sleep with the wives of the of, of their clients of people who came to bring korbanos. As the Gemara and Shabbos clearly that wasn't so. They didn't used to do that, but the the Gemara the Torah teaches us that they used to delay the korbanos. The women who used to come who had given birth used to come to bring a korban at the end of the period of their birth, uh, after which they were once again permitted to their husbands, and they were slow at at. At, do, at taking care of the korbanos, causing the women to get home much later that night, um, and they were unable to be with their own husbands that night because of the delays, and that gave them a sense of power, which was abusive. Uh, it's the the first case or where we see in the Torah, and we've had a lot of it in recent history in the world, um, of the correlation between the disproportionate power between men and women, and how that translates into uh, into sexual incorrectness and, and abusiveness. And the B'nai Eli, although they didn't physically touch these women, of course, says the, says the Gemara and Shabbos, but they did use their power to abuse them, and that was as if. It was a ki'ilu. And that's, and that's enough for a baskal to say, I don't need them in here. People who are abusive of their power have no place in the, in the Mishkan. And then... Uh, uh, we go through some other cases of Koyanim Gedolim. Then we have an interesting one of Yisochar Ishkvar Barkoi, who was a um, who, who was just arrogant in the way he answered a question. The king and the queen were answering about whether ve- were arguing about whether veal or lamb is better. 
A typical husband and wife discussion with Bill or Lambert and having an argument. They decide the best is to call a Kohen who would have more experience with Veal and Lamb than Kohanim. We're busy with it every day, cooking it every single day. So they call in Yisachar Ishkvar Bar and he kind of shrugs his shoulders and says, what a silly question. Of course, you know, if, it, if Veal, if goat was better than, than Lamb, then for the Korban Tomid we would bring goats. But we don't. It says Kevis, we bring lambs. So clearly lamb is better than and, and the king was very upset, not only that he decided against the king, but that he did it in an arrogant way, made them feel small. So here you've got abuse of knowledge. And they chop off his hand, there's an interesting story, his left hand first, and then he, he bribes them to chop off his left hand because he needs his right hand. And then the king hears that he didn't, they didn't chop off his right hand, he chops off his right hand as well. Interesting, the, 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 the Gemara goes into the whole thing, it's really very interesting. But once again, an abuse of the power of knowledge. And then the Gemara says, and it wasn't such great knowledge. It ends up being a bit of an Amoritz in any case, because if he knew his Chumash and he knew his Mishnayas, he would know that it's quite clear that veal and lamb are equally good. And it's just a matter of personal preference, uh, which would have been the right answer. And so he, he was mis it was even misplaced arrogance and, and abuse of his power of knowledge. So we see this physical abuse of physical power, abuse of status and stature power, Abuse of well, status, stature, power in terms of the Kohanim who were the Gedolei Kahuna, and abuse of, of status, which was the Bnei Eli, and an abuse of a position of knowledge, which was Yisachar Ish Barkoi, Ishkfar Barkoi. Uh, all these interesting cases of abuse of power, which the Torah has no tolerance for. Um, but then the, the Amud starts, the Daf starts off with a beautiful story of the opposite of abuse of power which was Ben Bohiyan, from which we learn a very interesting principle, from there's Ben Bohiyan, who used to, give, he used to give payer from vegetable fields. The din is you only give payer from produce that can be stored and kept and preserved. But vegetables have to be eaten quickly because they don't, they don't last, and therefore you don't give payer from vegetables. And not only aren't, don't you give payer from vegetables, you're not allowed to give payer from vegetables because payer is part of from miser. We learn from the, uh, from the Torah that you don't have to give Misa to the Levium from Peah. Uh, so if you give Peah from something, Peah is the, end, the corners at the end of the field that you leave for the poor people. If you give Peah on something that isn't high of Peah, then you're doing the Levium out, uh, out of income. And the people, the, the Aniyim, the poor people who are eating the Peah, are eating Peah from which Misa wasn't taken. And it should be, ta should be taken. So Ben Buhuyan mistakenly allowed the Anim to collect the payer from these vegetable fields. The father comes and he sees them schlepping these vegetables out of the garden and he stops them and he says, please put down your, the, the, the vegetables you've taken from my garden and I'll give you, I will give you double what you've taken, but it will be from, from food that's already, my has already been taken. And, uh, and that way, the, the Ani won't be, won't be done out of it. The Levim will not be done out of it. And then he adds, and this is what the Gemara discusses, Not because I resent what you've taken. Take it, because that's not my problem. It's just because there's a halacha that you don't give payer from vegetables, and I'm concerned that you might eat the, the payer without taking maizer. Why does he have to say, not because I'm resentful of what you're taking. They can see he's not resentful, he's giving them double. What's the, what's, what is the point? So Gemara answers, 
so that they shouldn't even for a moment say he's, he's trying to get rid of us, he's going to take our, our vegetables away. And you shouldn't give a person that pain even for a moment. So what I struggled with on this Gemara is the, um, that answers why he told them about the halacha. That the Chachomim said, you don't give payah from Yerik. I'm not, so it's not that I'm taking it away. I'm going to, there's a reason for this and I'm going to pay you back. But why does he add it? The Gemara doesn't answer the question. The question is, why does he say, It's not because I'm resentful. Now they're going to see that he's not resentful. Why does he have to say, I'm not resentful? And it's such an interesting principle of communication and psychology in this, in this little piece. Because what the Gemara is worried about is, when somebody's feeling threatened and that about to lose something, you're about to take something away from them. You, they feel that as an act of aggression. When you feel an act of aggression, when somebody's threatening you verbally, you shut down. You don't want to hear what they say. Uh, they're criticizing you. They're questioning your integrity. Any of these things, you shut down. You don't want to hear. So he realizes, the father of, of Ben Bohayan realizes, if I just tell them there's a halacha that you're not supposed to take, they won't even be hearing that. They'll just see, I'm coming to take it away. That's all they'll see. In order to avoid that, you have to validate what the person is feeling. Before you criticize, before you attack, you've got to say, I know what you're feeling. And then the person's willing to listen. You know what I'm feeling? I'm willing to listen. Says, says the father of Ben, of ben Boyan, I, I know that you think I'm coming to take it away from you. They're not. I've got no resentful. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you take the, the, the vegetables. That's not the thing. Okay, now that you understand that we're feeling that we're about to lose something, we're feeling that you're about to take something away from us, we're happy to listen. And now he says, there's a halacha, that vegetables on chayev b'peyeh, which means that chayev b'meiser, no meiser has yet been taken of this, so please give the vegetables back and I'll replace them with twice as many vegetables with it from which meiser has been taken. Oh, okay. Now they hear it. So one has to be careful whenever you're offering a, a criticism, whenever you're saying anything that the other person might understand as being critical or negative or wanting to, to take something away from them, whether it's their reputation or their accomplishment or anything, if you're taking anything away from another person, always start off by acknowledging how they are. I know this must be very difficult for you. Uh, you, you sometimes you have to have a conversation with an employee. You don't start off straight away. I've got to have a conversation with you. What you did okay wasn't, what you did yesterday wasn't okay. They're not hearing. They're just hearing you're attacking me. So you're an idiot. You don't understand. You haven't, haven't been in my place. And their head goes on. They don't know what you're doing. But the moment you acknowledge and you say, I understand something happened yesterday and I'm sure it wasn't intentional. And I understand how difficult this is for you. But let me explain something that might make it easier for you to, in the future. And this is how it should be. The person's listening. He's able to do it. You can remove a person's defenses by validating how they're feeling. That's what this piece of Gemara teaches us. Um, because unless you validate how they're feeling, they're going to interpret your actions as being mean and aggressive rather than as being L'Shem Shemaim.